Yo, yo, good day, and welcome to another episode of Road FS Detail Memoirs. I cannot believe it's midsummer. <laughs> it is. We're in July. <laughs> like, what the heck, man? It's like I blinked and it was Southern Detailers Conference. I blinked again and it was 4th of July. What the heck? He, ke he keeps blinking and I keep being there and he just keeps blinking again. <laughs> Dude, I, I know. I hoping you're going to be gone. Yeah. Make <laughs> him go away. Make him go away. <laughs> I don't know how the weather's been like for you guys, but it's been an, an unusually weird summer for us. So, I mean, it, it seriously, like two weeks ago, it was cold and super rainy. We went from like 60s to 90s overnight yep. and it, yep. it, it felt like I, it was still March. That's it. That's like it. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So, so for those of you that are tuning in and you don't know us i don't know how that's possible i'm jody and i'm rod and if you're just tuning in and you've never seen us and you stumbled upon this i apologize um <laughs> but <clears throat> this week another guy that you should know for sure is shad stoker out of from budco how are you doing shad fantastic doing wonderful. I, you know i had a feeling you were going to say that you're like one of the most positive guys i ever see out here so what's not to be positive about i mean if you're not positive, if you're not happy, it's by choice. That's just, that's, that it's as cut and dry as that. Yep. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that's the whole show right there. No, I mean that honestly, that's, that is, that is one of the things I hope we were going to get into today because, you know, whenever we see you, you've always got a smile on your face or you're always, you know, pumping people, pumping people up, up or, you know, just up, doing something that's like... on a positive note. I, I just wish that everyone could do that. I mean, there's so much, um, good that we can find out there and the things that we are doing um that and i'm not even i'm going to exclude the whole rest of the entire world and all the craziness that goes on i'm just talking about in our industry with the stuff that's going on right now there is so much positive stuff that's going on in a forward direction for the whole industry and, and rod what's funny about that is is everyone can and like this isn't like i wasn't born this way i haven't always been this way um, I mean, I was extremely negative for most of my life. Well, I wouldn't say extremely negative, but I, uh, I was certainly at bad times and, you know, difficulty. You wake up, you stub your toe and your whole day is ruined. But through work, man, just work and self-development and self-growth. This is, this is my daily attitude now because I've learned that I, that it can be, that I can choose to, and that's all through gratitude, yeah. man. Gratitude is the biggest the biggest um, catalyst for that for me. It's something that I work on and, and use every single day, every moment of every day. So um, it's a choice, you know? So, yeah, I, I love hanging with you and Jamie Gonzalez, JNG auto recon. I mean, it's like, you know, I got the opportunity to drop in on you guys last week and just hanging with you guys, your optimism, your passion, your vision for things that you're working on together but also separately, it's infectious, right? And and it really got me thinking a lot, especially the, the last couple of days. You know, I've been in my mindset a little on the negative side, and I've been really looking forward to this conversation because I think a lot of times business owners hit stumbling blocks because of their own mindset. Without yep. a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah. it's funny you say that because I've, I've been in this, I've been battling this, kind of the same thing, um, just this feeling of stagnation, right? Of 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 not feeling like I'm making enough progress quick enough on my on my goals. Um, and I had this revelation the other day, and I actually made a video. I didn't post it just because it's been crazy busy and I haven't gotten a chance to. But like, 
we, we get, we get focused on too much on where we're going. Um, and we, not often enough, we don't take the time to look at where we came from. Right. I mean, our goals and where we're heading, it's extremely important. But if that's, if you're always waiting, if you're always chasing that carrot to be happy. If it's, Oh, when I get the, when I, when I get this account, when I, when I get the new job, when I get the new house, I'll be happy. Then I'll be happy. Then you're always going to be chasing happiness. If you don't stop to, to, so again, the revelation I had the other day is man today, I'm the man that I wanted to be 10 years ago. Like everything, the house, the car, you know, my, my, my gorgeous woman, everything is the man that I dreamed to be 10 years ago. So, and, and I'm not saying to get, to get stuck in the past and stop progressing, but man, take time to appreciate where you've come from, how far you've come. Yeah. Um, and when I did that, it was an instant shift. It was like, all right, here mm. we go. And then since that was a few days ago. And since then it's just been, um, you know, I hit the road running again and it's, yeah. it's just being grateful for what you have and what you've already achieved without losing. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the trick there without losing sight and getting complacent um, and not continuing to work and strive and become better. Yeah. And I, I kind of look at it like a, uh, like a filing cabinet, if you will, there's the past, the present and the future. And you can, you can keep focus on all three of those by, by compartmentalizing those. Mm. And you can say, look, this is the past. This is where we're at. And, and you, and it's, sometimes it's fun to look at it. Sometimes it's painful, some whatever, but you can look at it and then you can put that aside and say, okay, now we're going to focus on today. Where are we at today? You know, okay, today, Jody, we got to deal with this. We got Shad coming up and we got to book somebody for next week. And what are we doing? And that's the present stuff that's going on. And then you can always look at the future and say, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to plan. And it's good to keep all three of those in focus. And to me, it's like not, not losing yourself on any of it. Right. I mean, we look at where our software was 10 years oh, ago, gosh. 12 years ago, and then we look at where we want to be, but you've got to still focus on today. Today, what are we getting done? What's, what's getting finished up? What are we testing? And I think it's important to do that because I like to, um, I look at stuff and I'm like, okay, this thing happened, right? So let's say some major thing happened. You lose a big account or, you know, you don't get that big account that you wanted. That's kind of a present day thing. And you can look at that, but you don't have to look at, you can say reality is reality. It sucks. Okay. You don't have to not say something sucks. That sucked, but it's, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to refocus and what are we going to concentrate on? And Jody and I were just this morning talking about okay, you and I, we need to do this and this is where we're at and we need to refocus and we need to make sure we're doing this consistency. And it's not a negative thing. It's just like, yeah, I mean, there was one time when, when I said something to Jody and I was like, no, that one's on me, that one's on me. And we just consistently going back and forth and saying, what do we need to do to improve so that in the present, we can make a change that's going to affect the future. Because that's all you can do is make a change mm -hmm. now that's mm -hmm. going to affect in the future. You can't just sit there and go, man, I wish I had a million more dollars. You, you got to do something. Absolutely. That's the thing about it is, is it's, you know, it's not the things that happen to us. The things that happen to us don't really matter. It's our reaction to them. Um, so when you lose those big accounts or when those negative, th negative things happen, you can use them as, you know, um, a reason to feel sorry for yourself or realize that those are just opportunities to grow and learn. And that's all life is, 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 yep. is try, fail, grow. And I mean, it's just like, you know, there's a difference between failing and being a failure. Failing is part mm. of life. It's part of business. It's part, but being a, the only time you can be a failure is if you quit. Like if I wanted to be a doctor, yep. I could, I could be working to become, I mean, obviously I'm 40 years old. I'm not going to be a doctor now, but I could, I could go and take one community college class a semester and be working towards be, being a doctor. And I'll never be a failure until I stop doing that. 
Right. So failing are just lessons, man. They are just opportunities to learn. And that's, how, that's the only way we grow. The reality is, is we never grow during good times. We don't grow from, from the things that we already know. We don't grow from, you know, when things are going good. We only grow when we have, um, when we have hurdles. So well, it's, all, it's all your, pers- you know, your perspective. Well, one of the things that hit me yesterday as I was preparing for our conversation, right, because I really <laughs> wanted to focus on, from your perspective, things that trip you up. And I always go out and I always look at people's feeds, right? And there are some very iconic photos of you uh, participating in a Spartan race. I mean, you have an arm in a sling, you're crawling underneath the this rope course, And I think that's the way business is. A lot of times, you know what? We are crippled on one harm. We want to have it function, but for some reason, some aspect of our business is crippled. And yet we're still clawing, fighting towards that goal. And to me, I just like had this picture of a business owner. So, you know, as you, as you experience that, you know, how did you push through that and, what did you what do you see as you're talking to other <clears throat> business owners that are you know having their arm in a sling and holding them back? Um, so in regards to holding them, I mean that's the thing is you said it holding them back. The only person that's holding them back is themselves. Nobody can hold you back. But I just um that Spartan race, man. So that I went into that. That was uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Spartan race, but there's there's multiple different um lengths of them and they have uh, a 5K, a 10K, and a 21K. So super, the sprint, super, and the beast. And if you if you achieve all three of them in a year, in a single calendar year, it's called the trifecta, and you get the special medal, and you get, you know. Um, that thing was, I had trained for like eight months for that race. It was the beast. It was the 21. So it's the equivalent to a marathon with the, the mileage. It's 21K, so 13-ish miles, and like 40 obstacles. Um, most of it's uphill. It's in the mountains, so you're running uphill, going through rivers and, and different things. So um, that was the worst finish that I had ever had in a Spartan race. And it was the race that I learned the most about myself because mm-hmm. the fifth obstacle in the fifth of 40 obstacles, I went to grab a rope, the rope kind of gave way. And I tore my pet tendon. It was a mile, mile and a quarter into the race. So I had a decision to make. Um, I tried it again and my, my arm just, every time I went to do it, it would come out of socket that my right arm was dead, which is my, which is my dominant arm. I had a decision to make. I could stop and walk back to the entry and be done, or I could try and continue and just push as far as I could. I had to get back to the, I could go back to the finish or I could try and get to the end. Um, and that was more challenging than I can, than I can put into words because the, I run age group, which is kind of semi, it's for kind of washed up athletes that are still trying to hold on to their glory days. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more, they have the open, which you can, you can get help with the obstacles. And if you don't, if you don't do the obstacle, then you just get to continue. Age group is different. If you don't do the obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees. If you can't do the 30 burpees, they pull your bib and you don't get a finish. So since most of the obstacles, you have to use two arms. I ended up having to do 861 arm burpees to complete that race on top Woo! of the 12 miles that I, um, you guys know what a burpee is, right? Yep. To push up to a jumping jack over and yep. over. So, um, and every time I came to an obstacle, I told myself, man, can I do this? Can I do this? And I said, well, might as well try What's the worst going to happen? You fell and then you have to get carded. And every obstacle mm-hmm. the medical was like, do you, are you good? Do you, you know, and there was a swim. I had to complete a 800 meter swim with one arm. Um, 
so at the end of it, I had high hopes to podium. I had, you know, was, was going to, to, uh, to qualify for, for, for worlds. There was a lot riding on this race. And I ended up finishing middle of the pack. Like I, I was like, I don't know, 200 or 400 uh, people, but I learned more about myself in that race than any of the races that I had finished top 10. I learned more about myself because I pushed through something I never thought that I could have. And it was all just get to the next obstacle, man. Just make it to the next obstacle. And if you can't make it, if you physically can't do it, then you can quit. And then I'd get through that one. And then, oh, so, okay, get to, it's just one step at a time, right? It's, they, they, what's, how does the phrase go? What's the best way to eat an elephant? One, bet, one, one bite at a time. Right. Yep. And I so, think that's the thing is, is that literally is, um, I think that's a business lesson that a lot of people don't see. They fail to see it. Is that you don't have to get to 100 million. You have to get to the next goal. What is the next goal? What is the next goal? And eventually you will get there. Yep. And it's funny because a lot of times we don't even look at it. You know, Jody and I will post goals on our board as a, a way to motivate ourselves. And then we actually sat down one day and we looked at over the last five years at just the incremental growth year over year over year. And we're like, oh, wow, we hit our goal every year. But we don't look at it. It's, it's not about looking back at it and pounding yourself and going, oh, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. It's like set a goal. That's something you can reach and then go for it and then exceed that goal and move mm -hmm. on and just keep keep that mindset of you can fix the problems. If there's an obstacle, you can go over it, around it, under it, through it, you know, whatever it takes. What, okay. How do we deal with this? It's not, it's not, Oh no, we got to lay down and, and die. It's like, what do we do to get through this? Yeah. So one analogy, an analogy that I heard that I love is, um, so the, I forget the missiles, but the missiles that are like the, the, um, the really sophisticated tracking missiles where they, you know, you can set a target. The, the Patriot know, missiles, right. The Patriot so missiles. Yeah. You guys know the way those work, right? They don't <laughs> just set a fixed location and it just goes there and instantly hits along the way. It is constantly co course correcting because when there's so many things that happen that they can't account for before that, before that shoots, before they launch that missile. So it goes and every, you know, hundred feet or so, it recalibrates and it course corrects, course corrects. And what, and every single time it hits its target, because all it does is these little tiny changes to get where it needs to go. And that's how, that's how guys should, should approach business. Just get to that failure and then figure it out. Don't try and figure, don't try and figure it out beforehand. This is something that I have, um, I'm speaking from experience. I was the guy that, that had to know everything about everything about everything before I would even try. I had to know the internal, you know, before I picked up a polisher, I had to know how it worked and why it worked and, you know, what the internal, how the motors were wound and, and it was all for nothing. Like all, all the stuff that I learned, it didn't matter when, once I picked it up. So I, I used to, you know, paralysis by analysis, just overthinking things, just get there, get to that failure, hit that wall and then figure out how you got to get around it or over it. Yeah. But until you get there, worrying about it is a waste of time. Yeah. We, we, um, one time we were in, uh, Las Vegas and uh, we were in Justin Day's shop. Justin Day's. Yeah, Justin Day's shop at, a, at, a, at an event. And there was a really young kid. I want to say like two months out of high school. <laughs> wanted to have a detailing business. He was there with his girlfriend. And he was just really positive attitude. And he, But he looks at us. And we'd been talking to him for a little while. And he goes, I bought a polisher, but I've never used it because I'm scared I'm going to burn through. And I go, I go, here's what you do. Go to a junkyard. Get a hood. Bring it home. And burn through. Just get that failure out of your way. Figure out what it takes, how many strokes, how hard do you push. Do whatever it takes to burn through that hood so you get that out of your system and you're not worried about it and don't let it debilitate you. I know with, with Jody, 
you know, at being, being as Jody, when he started, when we started doing this, he had never worked on cars, never done anything like that. And one of the first times he ever held a polisher in his hand was on air force one. I mean, <laughs> here's a polisher. Go. Yeah. Thank, thank goodness yeah. for Scott Mason because you know, he was so kind, right? He put me in a non-visual place in the engine cowl. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to teach you how to use this polisher. Right. And, and it was amazing because as I was working, he's like, dude he goes switch hands i go what do you mean switch hands i go i'm right-handed so i was holding it this way he goes yeah but the way you're fighting it switch hands so i switched it the other way and i'm like man and it was amazing how that minor correction set me off for success the rest of the week yeah yep. and that's it that's i mean it, it you know not all of us can be as lucky as jody to just be put on that air force one but, i mean rod <laughs> look look i mean take you for example like the first time you picked up a polisher did mm -hmm. you think that one day I'm going to be on the most highly sought after re reconditioning project in the country? No, no, no. You no. have no idea what you were doing. No, no. you yeah. just, so, you're just polishing a little thing out. It's like, Oh, I got yeah. this fender. It's got a little scuff. I want to see if I can fix this. Holy crap. I fixed it. And then you look back and years later, you're, you're working on all of these amazing things. I mean, it's, it's like yep. you said, it's where you wanted to be in 10 years. You're like, I can't believe that I get the opportunity to go and do these things. And I think that that is, um, I think it's two people, that, two things that slow people down or stop them in their thing is first off, they think they have to start there. They want to go from a tricycle to a Ferrari and they don't enjoy the steps along the way. And then the other thing is they, they look at that Ferrari and they go, well, I'll never get there. I shouldn't even try. And the, the point with that is, is just, you know, take it as it comes and then just keep always working towards your yep. goals. You I have to learn to love the process. You have to oh. learn to love the process because the reality is just like I talked about earlier. If you're always chasing that goal, you're never going to be happy. You have to yeah. learn to love the process, the learning process, the process, the steps. <clears throat> and you can learn to love the steps that it takes to get to that goal. You will always be fulfilled. You will always be happy. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, love the process. Well, I, I think one of the things that has really hit me, especially since my visit with you you uh, last week and with uh, Jamie, is I think a lot of business owners look at what other people have done and they hold themselves back because they've it's already in their mind been done. And as you and I and Jamie were exploring, we're like, wait a sec, there's a totally different opportunity here that I can exploit because of my experience, my opportunities, my connection. And I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back because we're comparing ourselves too much to other people instead of embracing the opportunities that are right in front of us. Yeah. Yep. The only person, the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person that you were yesterday. Nothing else matters. So if you can become, if you can get better every single day, you will, you will always get, you'll continue to grow. Um, yeah. Because what, what, what another person is doing can't impact you unless you allow it to. The guy that's doing it down the street, I can't let him take business from me unless I let him, unless I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. So right. I'm, you know, I, I'm glad you said that. Cause it is, I mean, mindset is everything. We, we are the only one that can hold ourselves back and we're the only ones that can push ourselves forward. No matter how much your, your friends and family and, and everyone boosts you up, if you, it all starts and ends with you and your self-belief. And when you can realize that you've already done incredible things, there's already things that you've accomplished that 
are amazing that you're that you're one of very few pen, few people that could have actually done that we've all got things like that we've got we've all got things that we've done that 95% of the people haven't done or couldn't do and it's you know and without self belief you're dead in the water because you'll never you're never if you don't believe you can achieve something if you don't genuinely believe that you're never even going to try so i i like to use uh you know past wins i like to go through a highlight reel and 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 think of my you know when i'm when i'm doing something when i'm about to do something uh big or out of the ordinary like this for example this is my first podcast and i was um i was extremely nervous so what i did is i took a few minutes beforehand and i i stacked wins so i thought about things in the past that i had done my achievements and i stacked them replayed them in my mind and then that very last one was the end of this podcast where it was just you know we we all did it incredible so I use my past wins as a catalyst to roll into this as if it already mm. happened. And I mean, you know, yeah. I came on and, and, and felt good. Yep. And I think that's, uh, you look at like world-class athletes and they do that. They, um, they visualize the win, right. And Michael Phelps or, you know, they, they sit there and they actually, they're thinking about what it's going to be like when they win that race. And at the end, they're not thinking about, Oh my gosh, am I going to get all my strokes? And they don't think about all the negative stuff. They think about what it's going to be like when they get the win, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's why, and sorry, that's why I stack those wins is because yeah. not only am I visualizing that win, but I'm, I'm using past, experiences to fill that that actual internal feeling of winning so i'm i'm replaying these events where i felt this this enormous uh gratitude and fulfillment and then i roll it into visualizing what i'm going to do and it's i i already have that feeling from the thing that i haven't even done yet mm -hmm. so so one of the things and i'm, I'm gonna mm -hmm. do counter right because i think a lot of people struggle with all right how do i balance having vision and passion and positivity, but also look at the challenges with realism, right? Because a lot of times, yep. and Rod and I have had this conversation, right? It is very hard for me to get into a negative space. And, and I don't like to talk negatively. It just, it hurts my soul, right? But at the same time, there has to be a level set where I go, you know what, this is where we are and we need to make a change. And if I'm not open to being really authentic with myself, but embracing, you know what? Yeah, this is where I'm at. I'm here, but dude, I can get here. So how do you balance or maybe you don't, what do you do to, to counter that? Counter. So sorry, explain that one more time to me. Counter the, the feeling of, um, like being real, well, I mean, yeah, kind of like, I think a lot of times people look at me and you and go, Oh, you guys just have a Pollyanna view. You know, you're just, everything's great and rosy, but they don't see that we're also embracing the challenge, the reality of where we are. And, and I think a lot of people go, Oh, you're just positive. You just, you know, you're not being realistic with yourself. I have every single day. I have moments where I get, where I'm not positive, where I'm, where I'm extremely negative, where I'm, where I'm pissed off, where I'm mad. But what I've learned, and, and, and these are, those are things that used to would, would normally impact me all day long. Something bad happened in the morning. My whole day was affected. I was ornery. I was negative the entire day. What I've learned to do through practice and just over time is knowing that as much as possible. So when I get into those moments, when I find myself angry and just, oh man, this person's not doing this or this customer did, you know, I go back to gratitude. I go back to um, just 
positive self-talk and, and being grateful for, um, for even the opportunity to, to, to have that loss. If I lose something, I can stop and go back to gratitude and be grateful that I even had the opportunity to lose that account or to lose that mm. customer or whatever it was. Right. Because right? if, I, if, if, I, if I figured out how to get that customer or a customer once, I can do it again and I can do it yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. So it's not that I'm, I'm positive all day long, but what I've learned to do is get back to center, if you will. So I get off center quite a bit. I've just gotten really good at getting back to center and I do that through gratitude. Yeah. And, and can, I, I wonder mean, if, can... I wonder if it's a go situation ahead. where, where we basically go, okay, we're about to enter into where we're going to talk about some real stuff and all of it's not going to be positive. So, you know, so-and-so just left and we lost this account and whatever, somebody stole a hundred grand, whatever the really negative stuff is, we're going to talk about that. But then as soon as that's over and we talk about what actually happened, now we're going to talk about what opportunities we have to, to, to fix it. What's next? Let's get into a positive space and basically acknowledge that there's going to be some stuff that's not so rosy, but we've got to get, we've got to get through that to decide on the next step because there'll be times literally, and I'm probably the worst one with Jody. You know, this, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out an example here. A couple of months ago, I ran over Jody's car. Okay. No, there's no joke. I was, I was in a really negative space and I said, I got to go home. I'm not doing good. And I walked out and I normally back straight up in my big three quarter ton four wheel drive four door truck. And then I turn. And for whatever reason, I just cranked the wheel to the left and I just went. And about the time that my, my tire got up all the way up Jody's door up to the mirror, I realized I was on top of his Z3. So I came back down. I came in. I was totally upset. I'm like, Jody, I'm, oh, I just ran over your freaking car. I was all pissed off. And Jody goes, hey, it's all good. And I went, no, it's not all good. It's not all good. And I actually got mad at him because he wouldn't acknowledge <laughs> that something negative just happened. I just ran over your car. Just say it's bad. I'm like it's all We're going to fix you, it. You weren't good. You weren't going to run over his car. You already had. So yeah. Jody could have, could, I mean, he couldn't, him getting upset wasn't going to change what happened. Right. Right. So he could let you and your negativity impact him or he could realize that there was a problem. Yeah. He was going to have to figure out and deal with it. So that's what I'm saying is, is things don't things aren't always rosy, but you don't have to deal with these negative things in a manner that affects you. You don't have to be pissed off about it like you can. That, and that's where I go back to gratitude. So when I have to when difficult things happen, I can get back to center. And the thing is, is had Rod, had you not had you taken a minute before you jumped in that car when you were already upset, if you had taken a minute to be grateful, to get back to center before you took right. off. Do you think you would have ran over his No, car? absolutely not. Absolutely exactly. not. And the thing about it is, is what's funny about the whole situation is after we went down and we have a really, really great company here in town, big shout out to McDowell's Automotive Repair because he fixed, he fixed a dent of me running over Jody's Z3 BMW with a four-wheel drive truck with PDR. And we it looks awesome. Wow. We didn't even have to repaint you, it. You can't even tell. I mean, so, it's wow. awesome. They did a great, it, it, great it was job. A, um, it turned into something that was positive in a sense that it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a complete repaint. I didn't destroy his car beyond repair. Uh, literally did not even put a scratch on my car, my truck. I don't know. And, now how. You, and from that, you have a PDR guy that you can confidently refer people to. Oh, absolutely. So it's all about perspective, man. It's, I mean, so ultimately yeah, it is. Uh, it's a net game. It Everything is can be a net game. If you choose to look, it's all perspective. I mean, it's just like, um, you know, when we, and I used to be really bad at this too, but when I leave in the morning and I get five miles, five, five minutes from my house and I realize that I forgot my wallet, I can choose to be pissed off that I, that I forgot my wallet, 
or I can be grateful that I remembered before I got to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's everything's perspective, man. It's, right. I actually forgot my computer. I got all the way to the office. I walked in the door and I went, and I have my lunch, but I don't have a computer. And I, like, and I actually sat there and I went, well, at least I can get my, my phone onto my screen and I can do work through my phone. So, you know, you work through your phone, you do whatever. We've had podcasts, which this is funny. We always go back to this one. This is one of the funniest experiences we ever had, but we were doing a podcast and we didn't have an actual camera, right? We have a real camera. We have a soundboard. We're very lucky that we've improved our booth as we go, but we actually had jody's iphone <laughs> packing taped onto a cardboard box and as the like pod that. as the podcast is going the phone is sliding down ever so slightly and so during the podcast jody and i just keep adjusting our chairs and we just keep going down and the whole time we are laughing about it and we laughed the entire podcast and it was funny and we were actually grateful we had the packing tape yeah so that we could tape it up there but it was just absolutely hilarious and that's the thing is we've had podcasts that have been a complete disaster. The audio's gone out, the video's gone out. We were one live with Keith DePlessy oh, and gosh, yeah. Kyle Clark, and our side went dead. Our internet in our building went down, and mm. we were like, "Oh my gosh, what are they going to do?" They just kept going. Yep, They're I saw like, that episode. Just recently. well, I guess we're just going to keep on going, and we popped back in, and they were just going along. And so, yep. I think that there are times when things happen, and it's it is not the greatest thing in the world, right? It's something that is not. Um, it's not a positive ideal, thing. Yeah. Something happens. It's not ideal. That's probably the best way to put it. It's not ideal. And I think you just have to stop and say, okay, this is not an ideal situation. What are we going to do to course correct? And I, that's, I love that. We always use the term adjusting the dials, right? Yeah. We're in the operating room. We're in the, you know, the big, you know, the, we're the Wizard of Oz, right? We're adjusting the dial here or there. And it's not like you're going to take that dial and go, Full left Look. to full, full right. That's not going to fix it. It's a small adjustment here or there, and then watch what happens and see how it goes. It's, um, I look at it as if you've ever driven a boat, it's the difference between driving a short little 16-foot boat and like an 80-foot yacht, right? Short little 16-foot boat, you give it a little bit of this, and you're gone, man. You're over to the side. Big yacht, you crank it like this, and it's a really long time until you see it. And that's what a business is an 800-foot yacht that's 40 feet wide, and you got 300 passengers coming along with you. And you have to do small adjustments here and there until you get it just right. And just when you think you've got it on course, there's going to be a rock in the way or something you have to readjust. You're constantly making changes. And I think as long as you accept that and you embrace the fact that we're going to constantly – somebody has to steer the ship. There's no autopilot. It doesn't work that way. That's life. Like, I mean, <clears throat> it's not just business. That's life. I mean, nothing is ever going to go the way you expect it to. Yeah. And if it did, would it be any fun? Like if you got, I mean, if you got what you wanted every single day, every single time, I mean, no, you know, I, I hear it all the time. Like there's, you know, there's billionaires, millionaires and billionaires. Some of the most, the wealthiest people in the world are some of the most unhappy people in the world because yes. they yes. don't have any fulfillment. Like where are the challenges? I mean, if you, if you're not constantly overcoming you know, it's, it's, you don't have that self-fulfillment. I mean, there's no, you know, just like that race we talked about earlier, there was no better feeling. Like I said, I finished 200 or 400. I was hoping to place top three in that race in my age group. And that was the best race of my entire life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I tore my pec tendon, which may have already been torn. And luckily because of the insurance that, that, that I had to acquire from them, I got it repaired for free. So, you know, no, I, mean, awesome. I lose a few months, but what I learned about myself was, 
um, incredible. But just, you know, we talked about it earlier, but that story, which was fantastic uh, about you guys' first podcast, goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You guys just decided to make it happen. You just did it. We, this is what we have. Let's make it work and look at you now. I mean, you got fancy mics. You got that, you know, state-of-the-art art booth that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. You know? I mean, you guys, you guys are one of the most, most the prominent. It's baby. You, know? you guys are yep. one of the best, most predominant uh, podcasts in the detailing industry. And it all started because you just said, screw it. Let's do it. Let's take this phone up and let's roll. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. And that is, I mean, and I, I think that that is kind of, you know, as you progress in your career and go from where you've been to where you are and, and the rest of us, when you hit that certain point where, you know, you look at the, you look at the young guys that are struggling and they're trying to figure out how to do it. And we try to, you start giving back and giving them advice that's trying to help them get there in a shorter amount of time. Right. It's like, Hey, it took us 12 years to get to this point. You can do this and you'll skip this first three years of, of uh adjustments and and struggle and and that's what i think it's all about is trying to help other people in the industry and i wish that a lot of people would see that i hope that they do um i mean that's going to be our goal is to keep getting encouraging people to be positive about it and helping people out instead of dragging them down when they ask a question embrace the fact that they're trying to learn you know like you said people are just trying to learn if they don't know how to polish if they don't know how to do something let help them learn it's funny that podcast you guys did with Jamie from JNG at SDC, one of my favorite moments of any detailing podcast I e I've ever heard is when he said, like, I, f I forget the story, but something about his kids uh, uh, doing dance lessons and stuff. But it was, he made a statement like, like, you're making fun of people for, for learning. Like, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're really getting down on people because they're trying to learn. Like, how ridiculous does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it, it's crazy to me. And that's, that's one of the things that I love about being a member of the IDA is that camaraderie is having, you know, I've got a network of people that no matter what I'm dealing with, I can reach out and I'm going to find a friendly face. Um, yes. And that, that's been the biggest, you know, that was because when I first joined the IDA, I was unsure. I didn't know what, what the benefit was going to be for me. I didn't know, you know, you know, me as a supplier, if it was going to be um, beneficial to me, but boy, has that investment paid off <laughs> more than I could ever say, because it's, you know, I do. I have a network of 2000 of the, some of the best detailers in the world that I can reach out to and say, Hey man, I'm, I'm a member of the IDA, you know, and not that they won't help non-IDA members, but they know that you take it seriously. They know that you're professional yeah. and they will do anything that they can to help you. And that's one yeah. of, that's, that's the best thing about the IDA to me is the, is the network um, that it taps you into. So, yeah. And, I, and um, it's funny. I, I still see people bash the idea and they look at that. They look at it and they go, what is it in? What is in it for me? And I look at it and I go, you're only going to get out of it what you put in. If you don't put anything into it, <clears throat> you may or may not get anything out yeah. of it, but a piece of paper. And but if you put something into it, if you go to the events, if you volunteer, if you sit on the committees, if you give some feedback, if you try to help the community, then you're going to get more out of it. And that's I think at that point, that is when. That to me is one step in your success is when you realize that it's not all about you. It's about the community you're in because you're not going to be, you're not going to survive without the entire industry surviving. You can't do it right. on your own. And, and I think that's, that is something other people don't realize is you have to have a network of people. <clears throat> there has to be competitors. There has to be, there have to be other product companies or you're not going to make it. No. Yeah. And I mean, it's typically, I find those people that, that have that mindset. It's because, it comes back to them and the belief in them, themselves not having something to offer. 
you know, it's, oh, uh, what's the idea you got for me? Well, it's like, it's more like, well, I don't know that I, what I have to offer. So I'm going to use this as a, as a, as an excuse or a scapegoat. Um, but it is, I mean, that's, you know, I was told that very early on by, by, you know, Bob Phillips and Keith and, and, and Rennie, you know, go in there and give, give what you can add value where you can. And, um, I got on some committees and I was got a call earlier this year that said, Hey, you've been, uh, I can't, I don't know how they do it. Nominated or whatever to sit on the board of directors for the IDA. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, well, sh- yeah absolutely. And it, I mean, it's a time commitment. It's, you know, every month it, it takes up a chunk of time, but I have learned so much about the industry and the IDA from giving back. I, I have as much as I've given back, I have got tenfold that, but that was never my intent. I wasn't, I never yeah, gave to right. it. It is just a natural, it's a natural cycle. Yep. The more you give, the more you're going to get. Yep, exactly. That. That's like being married. <laughs> and that's for another podcast. But the more you give, the more you're going to get. And that, and that's, I'm being serious about that. I mean, yeah. you can't go into a marriage or a relationship with somebody and be like, all right, so what is it you're going to do for me? That, that doesn't work. Well, and that's, you know, and you got to be able to say, hey, what can I do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, as men, we, we, especially with our wives, we tend to get in this, you know, we get this, um, enti- this entitlement complex to where we start thinking that we're owed certain things, if you will, from, from our significant other. And we stop working to get that. We stop making ourselves attractive for our significant others to want to do those things for us. You know, we just think, you know, we're married, so I'm entitled to this. Mm, that's not the case. And with that mindset, you're, you're, uh, you're on a sinking ship there. So, um, absolutely. You have to continue. It's just with anything. You have to continue to grow. You have to continue to learn. You have to continue to add value. Um, you know, it, Gary Vee says it the best jab, 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 right hook, give, 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 then ask, give, give, you know, it's, you do that. And those, you know, those right hooks are going to be way more powerful than those jabs. So, um, what you get is always going to be much more valuable than what you give if you give for the right reasons if you're giving to get it, it's that's a losing uh scenario but if you're right. giving to genuinely help others not only i mean i get just just from helping others i get just the fulfillment to, of seeing them succeed but then it all comes back you know i mean i help this guy now you know there, there's there's one situation specifically i help this guy kind of get up and running um and you know, helped him along the way. And in two years, the guy's got five vans now. So we started buying a little bit of product and now he comes in every month and is, you know, uh, loaning up a, a detail van of product. And that all started from just giving a little, yep. giving a little bit yep. of my time, yep. making a few extra minutes for him to explain this product and ha- help him with this and, and, and uh, refer him to this book and, you know, uh, helping him get set up with the idea and things like that. So, um, and I never thought he was going to get, you know, he's, he's one of my biggest accounts now. And I never thought that that was going to happen, but um, it was just from, you know, giving. Yeah, yep. that's yep. awesome. Well, we, speaking of giving, we want to thank you for giving us of your time, your energy, your insight. Um, you know, so, you know, a lot of people are not in your neck of the woods, right? Budco doesn't serve, you know, outside of Utah, as far as I know. Right. L- little Vegas, little Idaho. Yeah. Little we, Vegas, we little, little Idaho. Bit, right? but pretty so, much Utah, yeah very much Northwest. And, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, to the conversation is like, there's so much that we bring to the table, you know, collectively that if we're willing to give of our time, give of our energy, give of our, our experience, man, we can elevate 
everybody and what you're, you know, what you're doing in a positive direction and Utah can be positive for other people. So, you know, stay in that positive mindset of lifting other people. And when you do that naturally is going to lift your, your business, right? It's going to lift you as an individual professionally and your business. So we want to thank you for giving your time. Um, next week, Rod and I are going to be at the Air Force, Force One, One event. Yep. So super excited about that. And uh, so how do people touch base with you? I mean, you're on the IDA, but you're also... Uh, Just the socials. Yeah, yeah. Budco, uh, e- uh, Budco underscore um, is, our, is our social. Uh, for some reason, we have to add the underscore. I cannot find out why. Budco's not in use, but they won't give it to us. Um, and then just sh- Shad Stoker everywhere. Instagram, awesome. Facebook. Yep. Um, Chad yeah. Stoker everywhere. That's that's the new that's the new thing. Chad Stoker that's everywhere. That's the new tagline. Send me no. message. Let's connect. I love to, to talk to Absolutely. people. I'm always always here to help. So, gentlemen, thank you for your service and what you do for the industry. Because again, things like this is what is helping to expand um, this to more mainstream and really the the value that you guys add in the conversations that you have with these guys. I mean, I, I can't tell you what how much I've learned from. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've listened to every one of your guys' episode episodes and. I have learned so much, not just about detailing, but just about life in general. So you guys are doing a hell of a job. Thank you for what you do for, for the idea in the industry. So, um, yeah, keep killing it guys. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you very you so much. much guys. And those that are tuned in, please remember to like share and subscribe. subscribe and we will check you guys same time just next week. See ya. See you later guys. Have a great day, brother. Take care.